to do a substantial damage. All right. Don't let the doorknob hit you. The virtual doorknob hit you on your way out. All right. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Underscore Asia Core, TikTok at Dr. Asia Core, and Twitter at We Got a 27. Hello, Mr. Hotel Timber Dan. This I am from the UK. Rob Will, Ethelene, Kenyatta, Pennywise is in the house. Okay. On purpose. All right, Eileen. Did I say Vince? I am from the UK. Uh, the Prince of Paraphernalia. All right. Juju said the Queen is queening. Bimbo's in the house. Terry. Okay. Uh, Miss Evie. All right. Let's get into it. Chief Jonesy in the house. Della. One horse DC. All right. That crazy bitch, Eris. Bayino. All right. Black women stand up. I haven't seen you in a minute, beloved. Okay, chosen one indeed, Courtney Day. All right, let's get into it. Shout out to everyone in the chat and everyone tuned into the group. All right, let's get into it. I apologize for being a few minutes tardy. Okay, so with that, I would say, let's get started. And let's talk about this first story. Uh, this eight-year-old girl who was shot, okay, days before her birthday. Very sad story. Now, they've arrested a juvenile in connection. So this was initially reported on the 11th uh, with the first story, and now the update is they've arrested someone. So let's talk about it. Okay, so a beloved eight-year-old girl was shot in the head by her babysitter's son, leaving a North Carolina family desperate for answers. Now, Genesis Dockery later died in the hospital days before her ninth birthday. She is remembered in online posts and news reports as a smiling, energetic child who couldn't wait to dance. She just loved everyone. That's what her father, Paul Dockery, said. This is all stuff saying. Now, Dockery said Genesis's life was cut short after she and her five-year-old sister went to their babysitter's home on July the 25th. About an hour later, their, their dad received the tragic news that the older girl had been shot. This is all stuff saying. See, this is stuff like this. It's why I never used to let my kids spend the night in Okay, and they always had to have their friends come to our house. I never felt comfortable. So anyway, um, the family's attorney, family's attorneys have said the person accused of shooting Genesis was the 11-year-old son of her babysitter. In addition to manslaughter, the boy faces two larceny complaints based on allegations that he stole the guns from a safe. Okay, according to the family's attorney, Harry Daniels. Now, Daniels says... He's pushing for accountability for those who have allowed the child to have access to weapons in the first place. It is for sure that if, if they would have been more diligent and paid attention to the 11-year-old, they would have known that he had a fantasy about having guns and putting them on social media. Now, August the 10th, the sheriff's office said uh, its special victims unit detectives submitted a complaint to the Division of Juvenile Justice uh, alleging that two counts of larceny of a firearm and a charge of manslaughter were warranted. Detectives uh, petitioned the Department of Juvenile Justice to receive a secure custody order for the offender. Wow, so this is all so crazy. But let me pull up the, uh, let me pull up the news clip. Lights up, everyone, please get those lights up. Don't forget they have a clean shower. Okay, so this is a this is a, a video from Genesis TikTok before she passed away. She used to do TikTok videos. Okay, here we go. 
keep the volume off because there's music playing. Okay, so this is very sad. Beautiful little girl. So sad that she had to lose her life. Condolences to the family. Always sad when a child loses her life. And so, and then there's another sad case of an 11 year old. Okay, this little girl was found strangled in her home and hidden under the bed in a plastic bag. Now, her father had gone to work that day. And as soon as he left from work or to work, about 30 minutes later, he gets a, a text. Um, from his daughter saying that someone's at the door. And so he tells her not to answer and she tells him she's in bed. So he sends relatives to go check on her and they get there, the door is unlocked and they don't see her anywhere. So when the father comes home five hours later, that's when he finds her. Very safe. And so, clearly somebody had to have been watching his home to see when he left. Okay, to know that that child was there by herself and to come right after he left within 30 minutes. And so a father found his 11-year-old daughter strangled to death under her bed in her Texas home on Saturday. As police remain stumped on the identity of the depraved killer, they have no clue who the suspect is. Okay, police in Pasadena, Texas responded to a call from the apartment complex around 3 p.m. on Saturday. The caller said his daughter was not breathing. Paramedics pronounced the girl deceased. Okay, they identified Maria Gonzalez dead at the scene. And so this is her. This is little Maria right here. She's 11 years, 11 years old. Another beautiful little girl who's going. That's her father. This is all so sad. They told me this is just an awful situation. We say that when the dad left for work, that was the last time he heard from his daughter when she texted him saying that somebody was knocking on the door. And what they say, they, they said that there was no signs of forced entry. Families and police are trying to figure out who killed Olivia Marie Gonzalez at the small apartment complex on Main Street in Pasadena. Police say she was sexually assaulted. Hermelo Gonzalez is Maria's dad. Gonzalez told us Maria texted him after he left for work Saturday morning. She said someone was knocking on the door. Family members then went to check on her, but they didn't see or hear anything. Gonzalez finished his shift at work and went home five hours later after that initial text. He says he found her dead. Hidden under a bed. We say at this time his alibi checks out and that he is not a suspect. Police told us federal investigators are helping to figure out what happened to Maria. DNA samples have been taken from people who live in the complex, but police said they're running into some roadblocks. Gonzalez told us Maria's mom was in Guatemala when this happened. He says he doesn't understand how someone could do something this awful. He told us he is not going to rest until he figures out exactly what happened. There were security cameras, but police say it's unclear they were working at the time. Reporting in Pasadena, Giovanni Luigi, ABC 13, Eyewitness News. We also want to keep his phone up for a moment here. Pasadena Police Chief says he has a child around her age and he's very concerned about her.
class as for those families of the complex when we say they may have been damaged in a storm a few months ago, but he says detectives are going through a mountain of digital evidence.
I'm saying? If Trump doesn't get elected in 2024, we are coming to kill you. And she threatened to kill U.S. Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, a Texas Democrat running for mayor of Houston. What is wrong with these people? It's all solidarities. But like I said, honey, that's her right there. Stacey said, I'll let Trump get your ace whoops. <laughs> Woo, honey, it's awesome. Praise, but hold on. Let's see what the rest of the Trump supporters had to say. Let me pull that up. Here it is. Now, as far as the scene out, out here around the federal district court and some of the folks that we have seen to come and support and criticize the former president. For that, Rafael Sanchez Cruz is with us along Constitution Avenue. So, Rafael, take us through some of the folks that you have talked to, the things that they have said, and what you've seen unfold out here throughout the day. Yeah, Adam, they had a lot to say. I actually want to show you right now what's going on. The crowd is definitely getting smaller. We're still seeing a little bit of that back and forth. Those in favor of former President Donald Trump, those who are against him. We've seen this throughout the afternoon. There have been minor clashes, but really no big fights, and we've seen no types of arrests. But as you can hear right now, some people are shouting back to this guy who's been supporting former President Trump throughout the whole afternoon. They've been trying to drown each other out. And compared to the arraignments in Miami and New York, these crowds are much smaller. Still, some Trump supporters from across the country have shown up to the nation's capital to show their solidarity with the former president. I've spoken to over a dozen supporters on and off camera who argue that Donald Trump used free speech on January 6th and that his words never incited the mob that stormed at the Capitol. Now, the people that I spoke to say they believe the legal woes that he's currently facing in New York, Florida, and now in the District of Columbia will only strengthen his bid for the 2024 campaign. Let's take a lesson. I like all the free advertising for this lunatic, Jack Smith. So it's worked out pretty good so far with the New York case, with what's going on here today. It's like it's an attack on the First Amendment. Who would have thought that you you get you get an indictment in public court because you said peacefully and patriotically let your voices be heard on January 6th. It's interesting to hear the conversation regarding the indictment and how in depth we're talking about it, but here they're still talking about the superficial issues like who won the 2020 election. Now, part of the people that have been out here have been those that have been supporting the J6 defendants that are now in D.C. jail. And we'll have more with them at 6 o'clock. Some of them are even D.C. locals who have been out there protesting for over a year now. I'm live in Northwest. Adam, back to you. Wasting any time. These structures don't let me do the absolute most. What was that black man doing out there? He needs to sit down for a minute. Please pay attention. Okay, so anyway, like I said, these structures are never do anything for Trump's Okay? Never do anything. Now she's not threatening judges <laughs> and senators and all the bad honey people going to jail. And Trump's not gonna be able to get you out because he's gonna be in there with you. But please pay attention. All right. But so anyway, now you all remember um Demontario Gibson. Demontario Gibson uh, is the 
one shot at him. Okay? Just like the case of Ahmaud Arbery, pretty much. Only Demon Terry Okay, so now the case is going to trial. Attorneys made brief opening arguments Tuesday in the trial of two white men in Mississippi who are accused of chasing and shooting at a black panic driver who had dropped off a package at a home. Now, Brandon Case and his father, Gregory Charles Case, were indicted in November on charges of attempted first-degree murder, conspiracy, and shooting in the vehicle of, of the Ontario Gibson. I want you all to pay attention because they had to upgrade the charges. If you remember, they didn't initially charge them with anything serious. They definitely didn't charge them with attempted first-degree murder until there was a community outcry, and it went all over social media. Okay, it's a shame that black people have to go through all of that before they charge these racist demons with what they deserve to be charged with. Let me continue. Now, Gibson, who was 24 at the time, was not injured, but the, case, the chase and the gunfire led to complaints on social media of racism in Brookhaven, about 55 miles south of the state capital, Jackson. Okay, the trial was taking place in Brookhaven. Now, District Attorney D. Bates told jurors that Gibson made deliveries for FedEx on January 24th of 2022 while driving a rental van from the Hertz logo, or with the Hertz logo on three sides. Gibson dropped off a package at a home on a dead-end road, and then Gregory Case used a pickup truck to try to block the van from leaving. And Brandon Case came outside with a gun, according to the prosecutor. Now, as Gibson drove the van around the pickup truck, the shots were fired, with three rounds hitting the delivery van. They tried to unlock Arbor Hill. That's absolutely what these demons tried to do. Gregory Case's attorney, Terrell Stubbs, told jurors that his client saw a van outside his mother-in-law's unoccupied home and went to check what was happening. Gregory Case was just going to ask the van driver what was going on, but the driver did not stop. So here's the thing. Yeah, so if he was going to ask him what was going on and the driver didn't stop, what the hell does that mean? So he's supposed to shoot at him? Who does he think he is? The police? Okay, like someone has to stop and answer his questions. Please, Mr. Levin. He shot at him because he's a whole racist speaker. But anyway, I digress. Now, the sun had already gone down. It was completely dark. Completely dark, and somebody was in the wrong place. It wasn't my fight. First of all, I'm sorry. How was he in the wrong place when he was doing his job? And he said the sun had already gone down. I need you all to pay attention to that part. Because this is what his attorney said. Let me read it again. The sun had already gone down. Is it a sundown time? I have questions. Okay? It was completely dark. Completely dark. And somebody was in the wrong place. It wasn't my mind. That's what he's saying. His attorney said that. Now, attorneys for Brandon Case did not have, did not give opening arguments. Testimony is set to begin on Wednesday. Now, during a news conference, uh, days after the confrontation, Gibson said he was wearing a FedEx uniform and driving an unmarked uh, van that FedEx had rented when he dropped off a package at the house. He said that as he was leaving, he noticed a white pickup truck pulling away from another house on the same large lot. Gibson said the pickup truck driver uh, tried to cut him off as he left the driveway. He said he swerved around the driver and then encountered a second man who had a gun pointed at the van and was motioning for him to stop. Now, Gibson said the man fired as he drove away, damaging the van and packages inside. The white pickup, ch pickup chased him to Interstate 55 near Brookhaven before ending the pursuit. Carlos Moore, an attorney who represented Gibson in a lawsuit for a report, compared the episode to the killing of Von Arbor. Okay, now Moore said Tuesday that Gibson's family is cautiously optimistic that they'll get justice here in Lincoln County. And on Thursday, U.S. District Court Judge 
uh, Daniel P. Jordan III dismissed the $5 million lawsuit for filed on behalf of Gibson in January 
embarrassed, assaulted, and called multiple vulgar names, okay? And just look at the face of this guy right there as he's followed him across the front line. You can see that he wanted all the smoke, that he was being extra aggressive. And he sprayed that woman in her face for no reason. That woman didn't touch him. Or she didn't threaten him. She wasn't doing anything violent. There was no reason to spray her other than that he was just being nasty, okay? She was getting into the car. And so, you know, the sad thing is that this man is my skin tone, talking to women who are my skin tone. The way he was behaving was clearly obnoxious. And, you know, what it is is that there are some men. Now, it doesn't matter the race or the ethnicity, but when you see men talking to any woman or women like that, being so hostile and overly aggressive, okay, and threatening and intimidating, and for no good reason, when the women are not, you know, threatening them or being violent, well, that's usually because they have a problem with women. They have some underlying issues with women. You know, sometimes they're not living their true lives, if you get what I'm saying. Sometimes they're not being their authentic selves. And so they have a resentment against women because they can't live in their truth. And then sometimes it's because there's something about them that they're insecure about, something that's a little embarrassing and little being the key word. And so they get upset because they know women in the past may have laughed at them about it. So they take it out and project that on other women. Please pay attention. I mean, it's absolutely true. At the end of the day, if anyone who was a cop did me this way for no good reason, I don't care what race or ethnicity they were, I would be filing a lien on their insurance. Okay? That's how you handle that. And I'd be filing a complaint. Please. Uh, at the end of the day, I hope these guys get fired and <coughs> get reprimanded at the police department. They should never be allowed to work at Plano Super Bowl again if that's the way they're going to treat people called to such a mockery, such a spectacle. Okay, they could have easily just asked them to leave and followed them to the door to make sure they left and went across the parking lot into their vehicle. That's all we have to do. You know, some people are always insecure, and that's because uh, they are insecure about themselves and what they have or like Please pay attention. A team like this is for entertainment purposes only. Okay, also agree, just like I said, at the end of the day, here's the thing. Um, Someone said that one, one of them looked biracial. No, he's an albino. He's an albino. And uh, the whole thing is the way they were cursing these young girls out, because like I said, at first we thought they were women, but when they posted about it themselves, they're teenagers. And so their parents went up to that bowling alley to find out what was going on. They didn't get much answers because the owner didn't really want to talk about it. Okay, so I'm going to share this video. And like I said, I had to edit this video because that albino dude, uh, Joe, Joe R, whatever he calls himself, because we did find him on social media. Hold on. Hold on, let me pull up his mother. If I have it on here. I'm sorry, I didn't even put the uh, pictures up here. But anyway, we found him on social media. And they say that he has a history of violence against women. Please pay attention. I actually think these two men are lovers. I think these two men are lovers, but now no, they don't want anybody to know. I think that's why they were so hostile aggressive. That's just what my spirit tells me. Yeah. 
y'all establishment. I know y'all have insurance for that as well. And he did that while he was here. My wife is a lawyer, so we can really get it going. All we want is the security company. We're not trying to come with you guys or anything. We just, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up. It's not pulling it up. There is no notice. It's, it's, it's not pulling up.
for tuning in once again. Please be sure to like and share. Okay, subscribe to the channels if you haven't done so already. Be sure to put the notification bell to click work off so that you're notified each time the guys goes live. Alright, and if you don't like it, please click play. You know what you need to do. Okay? Let's talk about how we said. And let me tell you about something. You're welcome, beloveds. You're welcome. Okay, so listen, I'll be posting on the spiritual channel today for you guys. Uh, something for everybody to watch. All right? And then, don't forget, tomorrow is Trivia Friday. Okay? And here's the thing. The winners for tomorrow's Trivia Friday, you're going to move on to what we call the next round. Because we have another game that we're implementing into Trivia Friday. So whoever wins tomorrow, the winners for tomorrow are going to come back for another challenge. I'm next week. All right, on next week. All right, so I want you all to pay attention. I want you all to pay attention, honey, because this is about to get real juicy. All right? And so y'all better be paying attention to the broadcast. And also, oh, you're welcome, Sandra, beloved. You're welcome. Okay, so y'all, I hope you all have been paying attention to the broadcast, because like I said, it's about to, I'm about to amp this up another notch. All right? Pay attention. And so with that all being said, y'all, great broadcast queen as usual. Thank you for reminding me Okay, so with that all being said, queen is up in the game, y'all. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, and here's the thing. Let me just tell you all the rules. So those who move on to the next phase, right, you're going to have to be on the screen. I will drop the link, and you're going to have to be on the screen if you want to participate. You don't want to participate, but we'll pick somebody else who's the runner-up or whatever. But you have to be, thank you, Miss Amy, you said great, great broadcast, thank you. You have to be on the screen. You don't have to show your face. You can have your camera off, but you do have to be on the screen. You got to be on the screen, okay, at the end of the day to participate, all right? But Miss said it will behoove you to pay attention to the queen, queen, then. Okay, so anyway, with that all being said, cheater, start your engines. <laughs> okay, listen, here's the thing. They're not going to be able to cheat when they get on this on this screen, honey. They're not going to be able to cheat. They're not going to have time or any of that. And they're going to be playing on teams. Okay, this is going to be teams next week. Yeah, we're going to have teams. It's going to be three people on either team. Okay, I just want y'all to pay attention. Okay, and so anyway, I've everyone enjoy the rest of this lovely day. Each one, teach one, that's how we're going Do something productive, constructive, whatever destructive. And always remember, lovers, to keep the most high first in your lives. family sorry i had to end it on uh too soon so here goes the preface warning you know that things are getting bad when the danish air force announced that its recent interception of two russian bombers that were identified over denmark are being considered as an act of aggression by russia 
They say that future incursions into sovereign and protected territorial lands will be seen as an act of aggression, maybe even an act of war. Nearly 1,000 Ukrainian Marines have returned home after being trained by the Royal Marines and Army Commandos. They see that small boat operations, beach raids, and other units are being ready for a major conflict against Russia. 900 Ukrainian Marines completed the course, which included training to use next-generation light anti-tank weapons, or NLAWs, Stinger anti-aircraft missiles, new types of mortar use, drones for reconnaissance, and explosive demolitions of obstacles. These include the Dragon's Teeth and anti-vehicle fortifications that Russia puts up. Instructors from 42 different commando and 47 different uh, raiding groups delivered the training. They did so alongside Army commandos from the Commando Engineers and Royal Artillery Gunners. Instructors from the Netherlands Marine Corps were also part of the training program. And we see the entire NATO organization getting Ukraine ready to be the tip of the spear. China is preparing its people for war. The CCP's endgame is clear. That's a direct call to action from Haley, who stands as an American politician and U.S. government ambassador. Haley was the 116th governor of South Carolina, a member of the Republican Party to the United States of America, and the 29th United States ambassador to the United Nations for two years. They are saying out in the open that China is getting ready for its people to go to war. America isn't even telling you that there's a problem, but we know that a problem exists. And not only does one exist, it's one that's going to make it so that every medication on the shelves of America's pharmacies is no longer available. Mom and dad won't get their cholesterol lowering medication. Grandma and grandpa won't get their heart medication. The kids won't have their amoxicillin. They won't have their other antibiotics. We will be witnessing a huge change in our society soon. The president of Belarus, Lukashenko, said that it is not Poland that escalates the tensions, but rather the United States of America that is betting on Warsaw. There are reports right now that Russia has been taking Ukrainian teenagers to what they call brainwashing camps. They say that these are to prepare them for mobilization. The National Resistance Center of Ukraine in America says that this is happening daily. Now, here in the USA, we call that news, school, and media. Since the Holocaust took place, scholars and people in general society have questioned how such a horrific act of genocide could have happened. We're here to warn you that it can happen again today. Few realize that just over two decades earlier, something very, very similar had already taken place. It remains widely overlooked. In some cases, it is completely denied. But the Turks and the Ottomans killed approximately 1.5 million Armenians between 1915 and 1923 in what is called the Armenian Genocide. The empire to the Ottomans suffered a series of military defeats and territorial losses, especially during the 1912 through 1913 period of the Balkan Wars. This led to the fear that the Armenians would seek independence. During an invasion of Russian and Persian territory in 1914, Ottoman paramilitaries massacred local groups and outlets. Massive deportation events took place. These were intended to permanently forestall the possibility of an independence. 
On the 24th of April, 1915, the authorities of Ottoman arrested and deported hundreds, maybe even thousands of Armenian intellectuals, leaders from Constantinople. Following this, 800,000 to 1.2 million individuals were sent on death marches over the Syrian desert. Some victims were marched into the desert and left to die without food or water. Others were executed in large burnings and drownings. Yet others were taken to brutal camps where they were exterminated by cockroaches. The history of our planet and what mankind is willing to do is eerily entwined into cycles of chaos and war. We have found that these cycles have profoundly impacted our civilization. They shape the way that our control measures are put into place today. The question we have to ask ourselves is, what have we learned from these deep and dark periods of our past? Unfortunately, it looks like we are doomed or maybe even destined to repeat them. The time of change is coming. There was a leak that showed a top secret cipher telegram from Russia's chief of general staff. This indicated a dire concern among the armed rebellions of paratroopers against the Russian government. They say that they are getting ready for mutiny in governments around the world. The transfer of Polish troops to Belarus border will spark a new world war, says a French politician who pointed out that if Poland dares enter into this war, NATO and EU countries will be forced under decree to follow. The deployment of these troops, according to these politicians, along the eastern border with Belarus provokes another world war, says the leader of the French political party and the former member of the European Parliament. Poland has affirmed or confirmed the deployment of 10,000 plus troops on the border. They say that this is madness. The madmen want a world war. They want World War III, and they say they must be stopped. The politician pointed out that if Poland does dare to enter into this war, and let me tell you, it can happen by either an administrative execution and decision, or it can happen because two soldiers staring at each other through scopes or through their sights get afraid. One of them coughs. The other one thinks he's going to shoot. Bullets start going, and then it doesn't stop. We have to realize that in our world's past, Wars have been fought over accidents and mistakes, and they will continue to be fought over mistakes and accidents into our future. And so we have these lines of defense and these lines of skirmishes, and we know that we are a hair's breadth away from World War III and some sort of nuclear damnation. What we have to do as individuals is hope for the best. But we have to, as individuals, prepare for the worst. And we have to take that another step further, and we have to start building groups, because only through the development of groups will you and your family be a little bit better prepared to handle what's coming. You see, when Syria went under a civil war, do you know who survived that? Well, of course, grandmas and babies survived, but do you know who survived it more? People who worked together in apartment complexes. They would station armed guards down at the bottom of the complex, and they would not let government, military, or other strangers through without armed guard. And they would do this for their own safety, and they continue to do this in some areas today that are heavily contested. You see, a civil war is still raging on there, but it is a little bit more underground than it was at one point in time. And so through the development of groups, and they don't have to be predetermined groups, you think of like a SHTF group or a prepper or homestead group, maybe a church group, it doesn't have to be like that. 
like minds can come together at the event of a disaster. And they need to be proven out. And so you need to make sure that you have people around you that will actually take care of you. Now, it's better, of course, for you and your family to today seek out group members, to seek out family, friends, neighbors, whatever it might be, that will help you in the event of a disaster. And you can test them today by asking them for help today, tomorrow, or the next. You can say, hey, I need some help on my garden. Would you go with me to the store? Let's go do some, uh, you know, uh, canned goods shopping. Let's go thrifting. Let's go uh, camping. Let's go do whatever. Let's go fishing. Let's go hunting. Let's go spend time at the park. You want to go make a fire with me? You want to barbecue? You can just ask these things, and you'll find out quickly who follows through and who doesn't. The people who leave you waiting and the people who don't shut up to show up are the people that you need to cut out of your group because it's those people that when times get hard will not show up even more, and then you'll be depending on them. And if there's one thing that is worse than disloyalty in a time of duress, that is not being able to depend on someone to keep your daughter, your wife, your friends, your family safe when you need them the most. Now, we saw recently the Polish defense minister say in an interview with Polish radio that the country's armed forces will continue to send thousands and thousands of servicemen to the border. 4,000 will augment the border guard, 6,000 will be stationed in the region. They have made this decision because they say that Belarus is preparing some sort of volatile act in violation of Polish sovereign integrity. According to the Polish government, the main reason, they say, for strengthening these defenses with Belarus is a spike in the migration crisis. They say this has been drawing on or dragging on since 2021, but we know what's really happening here. We have border guards being ready, militarized, on NATO's eastern flank. Poland and the Baltic nations have asserted that Belarus and its president are collaborators and backers of the Russian war against NATO. In a collective declaration that was issued to commemorate the third anniversary of the disputed 2020 Belarusian presidential elections, the foreign ministers of Poland, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania say that Lukashenko, the current president of Belarus, has clung to power through manipulation. They say that he declared himself the victor, manipulated the election, disregarded the democratic process, and has taken away the rights of the Belarusian people. They say that these elections, which isn't it funny how we see such election disparity, we saw it in Brazil, we see it in America, we see it in France. Why is this happening? Those are the questions we need to start asking ourselves. We know that they, whoever they are, want instability. We know that they, whoever they are, want an increase in crime. They want acts of aggression. They want the erosion of your independence. And they want to take away everything that your forefathers have built for you. It was further asserted, according to these organizations, that what they call as the Lukashenko regime, which we would call the Belarusian administration or presidential administration, has supported and continues to support a Russian war. Now, they're getting ready for a huge problem. We have to get ready for little ones, but those little ones are huge to us. Somebody coming and trying to break into your house, people stealing from your vehicles. <clears throat> we have all of these issues taking place on a near daily basis, and violent crime is on the increase. So you and your family need to take note of it. You need to get ready for it to get worse. 
and you need to be just as prepared as you can be. One of those ways is to talk in the comments with other like-minded people. Ask them questions if you have them on the tip of your uh, tongue or right on the top of your mind. Ask them how to raise a chicken, feed a chicken, when they get eggs, how to plant tomatoes in your growing zone. Print out your growing zones. Talk with these people and get ready because let me tell you, things are getting worse. No matter what they want to paint on revised numbers from the American government, our economy is in the sh hole. And it won't get out of that hole until it all comes crumbling down. So let's get ready. From my family to yours, please stay safe, remain vigilant, and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by you, all of our members on Patreon. Make sure you check out contingencymedical.com. Use the code FSS10 for real antibiotics. You use them when you need them. You get them from a real doctor and a real pharmacy. Also, nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS has meals that are ready to eat, new brain-enhancing foods that they work very hard to keep the amino acid profiles in there that are good for your brain. They're not for long-time use or, or storage. They're to be used right now. You get about three, six months on that. But we know people are not getting smarter. There is a huge amount of brain issues going on. You can say it is for what it is, but what we know is we can do something to make it better today. Take care of our health. Get out there and exercise. Do your chores, do your preps, and then have fun. Thank you everybody for being here with us today and every day. Please share this video on Facebook, Twitter, and other outlets of your choosing. Most of all, stay prepped, stay safe, 